The American dream has become a nightmare. Signs of the time are on cardboard on corners in town. Like a cancer that's silently spreading, there's an unspoken fear. We're on our way down. We must take America back. Main Street to Wall Street, cities and states, Washington D.C. Before it's too late, there's not long. We need leaders who lead us, not stick us and bleed us, then ransom our future and our children's. That's wrong. We must take America back as liberty weeps, our forefathers spin in their graves. Pray God will bless some way out of this mess. We must take America back. And we begin the second hour of the National Intel Report. I'm your host, Steve Elkins, and today's date is March 6th. 2023 and we get people popping up on the blotter here we got more calls coming through but first i want to welcome my co-host tonight uh always as usual on monday night my good friend in the sticks of northern california mr ron mcdonald are you there yeah i'm here steve yeah how's your neck of the woods right now uh my neck of the woods uh we've had some rain we need more rain we've had some nice sunshine I've encouraged people to get out and get some good old vitamin D sunshine, and I'm doing that myself. Uh, things are coming back. Um, yeah, I've been under a lot of stress. And you and I have talked about this World Health Organization, this yeah. pandemic accord. It's very upsetting to me. And I've got letters in the works to Governor Ron DeSantis and Senator Rick Scott. I, I'm unsure how to uh, where to send the letter to Rick Scott. The guy's got eight offices. And then one in D.C., and I'm trying to figure, where do I send my letter to make sure that he actually gets to read it? So I'm going to send it to Tallahassee, the state capital. Oh. I think that's the best way to go. I don't yeah. know. What do you think I should – or I should send it to D, to D.C.? What do you probably, think? Probably the capital. Probably the okay. capital. Yeah. Capital? Okay. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, controlling uh, controlling the health is controlling every facet of a society. Exactly. From commerce to trade to produce to, yeah. Yeah, they're going to have unleashed powers. They're going to be able to do whatever they want. They're going to be able to say, well, this is in our, our ballpark. This is in our wheelhouse here. This is a pandemic. Or this is a serious health concern, which actually goes into that direction of calling it a pandemic. So they can simply broaden their horizon here, their reach of power over the American people or actually all governments by yeah. just saying it's a, ser- a serious health, co- health concern. So all they got to say is a serious health concern. We worry that it may lead to a pandemic, and therefore we have we have all this this power. I'm I'm very I'm very worried about this. I'm very well, worried about well, this. Most laws are written for the public health. For example, your uh, building codes, all for public health because they don't want the public being injured by building. Same right. thing with restaurants and, and you name it. Anything that deals slightly with public health. 
it would be controlled by the World Health Organization. Right, right, right. Well, Ron, we got a few calls. we got to catch up here, and uh, so stick by here, and I want you to definitely chime in when you can. Let's go uh, out to talk to Pat in Fort Worth. Welcome, Pat. Hi, Steve. Um, I, I like to first, ask First off, of Pat, Pat, do you have any inside knowledge to the second coming of Christ? Do you have any inside knowledge? <laughs> No, you know, you know what? Uh, well, if you do, Jesus please said, let me know. I I want to know. Jesus, I know well, you're really into that. I would like to Jesus know if you have inside knowledge. Even. Please let me know. Only God knows. Jesus doesn't even know. All right. Well, you know, some people say God talks to them. I mean, these these televangelists always say that God speaks to them. Uh, Joel, what's his name? Olstein. Joel Olstein. Uh, Jimmy Swagger swore up and down that God spoke to him, but I don't know. Some people, maybe they do. I don't know. But if you hear something of the second coming, please call into the network and let us know. No, no, no. We haven't suffered enough for what we've already done. Oh, I think I mean, I've suffered plenty. Ron, you? Yes, plenty, plenty. Okay. <laughs> Pat, well, Pat, what's on your mind? What's on your mind? Well, uh, abortion. I, I mean, okay. I hear people saying, oh, that new Supreme Court justice, she hadn't done anything. Really? Roe v. Wade sent back to the states? And and uh, right away, and this is exactly, uh, March 6, 1919, uh, Trump— uh, Now, are we, t- are we talking about Amy Comey Barrett? Are you, who are you talking about? Yeah, yeah Amy Comey. Yeah, okay. yeah. Okay. Uh, but— uh, Exactly one year, I mean, uh, four years ago, uh, Trump uh, just knocked a feet out from under Planned Parenthood. Yes. <laughs> and, they, and they were so mad, you know, the AMA was mad, and, the, and uh, they're going to give up uh, $60 million uh, if he's going to make them. Uh, he, he, he told them, if you take Title X funds, you can't share the same office building with uh, an abortion provider. Well, Planned Parenthood is the biggest abortion provider that yes, you're we right. have. Exactly. You're absolutely correct. You're correct. And, and, and so uh, they're saying, okay, all these poor Hispanics and, and uh, black people that uh, can't afford to get a cancer test uh, – why not? I mean, they all know everything. They get everything more than we do, really. On you know what, when, Pat? When when uh, when contraception is free, essentially free, you can get it for free. It's a lot cheaper than the abortion itself and all that problems with that. How come you just people just aren't responsible enough to go get the free protection to make sure you never go down that road? I, I just can't understand how people could be so selfish and ignorant to say wait a minute here yes let's uh let me get pregnant here and then of course if i just want to get rid of it i can get rid of it i have the power uh because of roe versus wade i have the power to decide to terminate my pregnancy why why are people going down that road why aren't they just being responsible get the protection they need why not i i don't want to say this uh steve but back then the president uh Planned Parenthood was a Leona Wen, W-E-N, mm-hmm. uh, Chinese. Okay, and and the uh, and the president of uh, oh, what's it? Anyway, uh, AMA, uh, some. She was another. Uh, she's a woman, but uh, they talk about the code of medical ethics. 
I mean, they have turned everything that we do backwards. You know, yeah. I guess that is in the Bible. You know, uh, but well, you know, I I saw I saw a perfect meme the other day, Ron, and uh, the meme actually said, "How can Black Lives Matter continue to say Black Lives Matter when they're aborting black uh-huh. babies? How can uh-huh. you say that?" When you abort black babies, that's right. That's a that's a uh, good T-shirt to have on right now to walk around with and say, "How can you actually preach Black Lives Matter when you're aborting black babies?" Yeah, I know. I mean, it, it's like uh, uh, I, I I want Trump back so we can have live babies. <laughs> really, I hate to say that. All right. That's, but I wanted to ask Ron. I know that what he's doing, I hate to take his time. Uh, I'm going to just go out on a limb here. Have you ever heard of Nasara? Uh, could you spell that for me? N e s a r a National uh, Economic N e s a r r Stabilization and Recovery. I think. Uh, no, I haven't. At- no, well, I haven't. I haven't heard of it, and, and he he made one similar to it to try to confuse people. Well, it's uh, what I hate to even say it because people say, "Oh, you don't really believe that, do you?" You know, you know that's crazy. Uh, but what happened under Clinton? Because he had uh, he had a Republican House and a Republican Senate, and he couldn't control it all. And what they did. If they 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 passed that act and it went through the Supreme Court, it passed the Supreme Court, and they had to put a, a full time guard up there to make sure they didn't get rid of it. And it's it it it, it it's it's got to return justice back to every people have taken. That's what Rod talks talks about. People getting their property stolen from them. It's been going on so long, and. Bill Gates wasn't the first one. I mean, it's just, you know, it's just farmers lost stuff. Right, Ron? Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. Well, this is, this is going to undo it. And, 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 uh, I know a lot of people don't want me to say it, but, uh, you can go to four wins, 10, F O U R W I N D S number 10 and look up Nisara. Don't look at all the other stuff. <laughs> and and uh, they they put things out front, you know, to try to obscure what's got the truth of what's going on. But I believe it's true, and I, I do believe uh, uh, Trump's uh, uncle has a lot of uh, patents from uh, uh, that, that we can get free energy and all this kind of stuff. So uh, there is hope. Uh, but... Uh, and, and I don't think that uh, there's uh, the whole country is wicked enough for us to lose it, because uh, I remember they, they they talked about this today to shut down the switchboard in Washington D.C. two times in my recollection, and one was <laughs> they told uh, they uh, told them that they were going to have to have a college degree to homeschool their kids. That shut down the switchboard in Washington. Wow. It couldn't get through wow. it all. And uh, this other ugly old dude from California, Henry Waxman, he said, you're going to have to have a prescription to get vitamins. Well, 
And he voted against his own bill. Nobody voted for that bill because that's two times. And so you you do good. You do good to write. You know, you ever notice that Henry Waxman looks like a mole? Have you ever seen this guy's face, Ron? No, I, I haven't. Oh, I look haven't. him up later on. He's, he's the human equivalent of a mole that digs around in your yard. The guy is one of the ugliest people I've ever seen in my life. I, I kid you not. <laughs> he, he, he's a mole man. Yeah. Well, he voted against his own bill. So <laughs> no, he really wrong. is truly an ugly man. He's a, he's a good excuse of why why guys like that have to go out and buy get prostitutes. He's that ugly a guy. <laughs> wow. Well, uh, you're doing good. Uh, if if you send a letter to a senator, he he has to write you back. Uh, uh, but the, the reps don't. But you have to send a letter to the senator. So I would send it to Tallahassee. Uh, make sure that that he got it there. Yeah. I will do so. I will do so. Hey, Pat, I got to move on. I got other calls, okay. but I always appreciate your call. Again, keep Ron and I in mind. If you hear of a second coming of Christ, please call into the network or call me. All right. Definitely. Definitely. Thank well, you. Thank you, Pat. No, Thank you. <laughs> okay. All right. Bye. Love you. Thanks again. All right. It's back to the phones. Let's go talk to uh, Charlie in Florida. Welcome, Charlie. Hey, how you doing? Uh, listen, I'm good. I'm to, good. I'm feeling a little yeah. more pepped up. Uh, I think I might have an inside channel here with with Pat in Fort Worth, Texas. I think she's <laughs> on the inside loop here, and she's going to let us know. Oh, good. We all get to know ahead of time the second coming uh, on the way. Huh? Well, I, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta believe in something here. I really do. I'm getting a little depressed with all these things that are happening. I feel like they're out of my control here, and I'm getting very angry about it. Well, uh, I kind of wanted to touch on that, this out-of-control okay. business, because I wanted to uh, comment a little bit about this World Health Organization treaty thing. Sure. Go One of it. the things that it does that a lot of people I don't think understand, but it gives the World Health Organization uh, the power to take land and property yes. and private property yeah. for um, eminent domain to use, you know, for whatever purpose they want. Yep. Now, yeah, they can affect our agriculture and our livestock. Agriculture and livestock. Well, they, yeah, or towns. They could come in and say, okay, if a town has, suppose it has some kind of, like, pandemic or something going on, they can confiscate the whole area, seal it off, yep. okay, and, and build, like, I guess, like FEMA centers. Yeah. Or whatever, and uh, just you know, and consider it, you know, uh, make everyone there take the vaccinations. Yeah, well, Charlie, I'm glad you mentioned that. Let me let me throw something by you here. It was uh, Ron. I think you remember this. We talked about it when John was here. I was in California. You're in California. We were talking about Jade Helm. Oh yeah. And uh, we were talking also how it was Sam's. Sam's closed up sixty or sixty five big box stores immediately not just phased them out they closed up 60 or 65 big box stores then we started seeing uh un troops on top of roofs dressed having machine guns like they're under heavy guard construction right. workers that were signing an affidavit saying they would not say what was going on inside these buildings i started thinking right off the bat fema centers because you're going to get people who are not going to obey the rules uh, of what may be coming here. And uh, so I'm going to throw that at you, Charlie. What do you think ever became of those 60 to 65 Sam's big box stores? What do you think came out of those? I 
probably put them up for treatment centers. You're kind of breaking up on me. You're kind of breaking up on me. Where are you? Walton, Sam Walton himself, yeah, there you was go. In, during there you go. World War II, was in charge of Japanese uh, Japanese centers for uh, mm-hmm. prisoners here in the United States. So he had a lot of he had a lot of um, inside connections with you know the government and setting up yeah. these types of detention centers. But I also wanted to say, now I know you're not a Trump fan, but Trump wanted to define. I missed that last part. D what? We lost him. Yeah. Hmm. I wanted to hear that last statement. He had yeah. To we, uh, Trump D D. I don't know what he right. was going to say. You were not right, a Trump well, fan. Yeah. You were not. Well, a, I'm not. I'm not. I've lost confidence yeah. and faith in the guy. I really have yeah. uh, since he attacked my governor and called him a pedophile. <laughs> I mean, it's just kind of a, kind of a low blow to do that. I don't know why he uh, did that. But uh, let's go back to the phone. Maybe Charlie will call back in. Let's talk to Misty in Kansas. Play Misty for me. Play Misty for me. Okay. <laughs> uh, I wanted to let you know there was another train derailment. This one was in Kansas, and uh, it was carrying 18 train cars filled with grain. And they said there were no injuries, no hazardous material involved. And the road uh, crews, they're trying to, uh, the derailed cars have been moved out of the way. And Union Pacific anticipates reopening the tracks. Apparently, they're trying to fill them. You know, I did a little bit of search on this, I guess, just because I live here. Yeah. And when I see, uh, uh, you know, uh, d- d- grain haulers, they're huge, of course, yeah. but yeah. they're not covered. So it makes I noticed me... that. I noticed that also. Yeah, uh, you think that would be covered? Uh, yeah, I agree. Okay, and uh, well, yeah. then they go to, they go to the area. It's stacked up. They only yeah. typically, from what I see where I'm at. You know, they put uh, a like a tarp over it. I think I would say, as long as I've been here, you know, anticipating for it to then be moved on the railroads, right? Sure. Right. Okay. Right. So I have searched to see: do train cars, when they're hauling this grain, mm-hmm. are they covered? Or are they not? And I can't yeah. seem to find anything out about Good that, question. which Good makes question. me wonder. There's yeah. 18 uh, trains filled with grain. Yeah. Is that grain? Yeah. Did that dump? Well, yeah. It also it also opens up an avenue of contamination if it wasn't covered over. I. I don't know how that would be legal. It seems to me it would have to be covered over. I mean, anybody could throw anything they wanted to inside uh, those those uh, open containers like that. I, I, it seems to me there's there's an element of contamination, and uh, that should never be. Stay on the line here. We'll, we'll talk about that more after okay. commercial break. Stay on the line. They came and took it all away. 
In times like these, you can't depend on the government to keep you warm and fed, but you can depend on the Vermont Bun Baker to do just that. With the Vermont Bun Baker, you'll never be in a situation where you can't cook, bake, fry, boil water, or heat your home all at the same time. One of the most revolutionary cook stoves, wood stoves ever, the Vermont Bun Baker is available with or without soapstone veneer, a natural stone that retains heat and radiates it back into the room once the fire is out. A beautiful addition to your home, the Vermont Bun Baker has an efficiency rating well above 75% and qualifies for the wood stove tax credit. For more information, watch the Vermont Bun Baker on YouTube and live stream or visit us at www.vermontwoodstove.com. You can also reach us by calling 1-866-SOAPSTONE. Don't ever be hungry or cold because the power's gone out. With a Vermont Bun Baker, all you have to worry about is what's for dinner. For the first time since its inception, RBN is offering a limited opportunity to you, the listener, to join our quest. You will be provided an effective platform on both Internet and satellite broadcasting and also gain the opportunity to both share your creativity with our producers and voice your message with thousands of patriots. Interested? Call 800-724-2719, extension 3, for details. I say all or nothing for Ukraine. I'm Peter Seraphine with this week's Liberty Minute brought to you by Right to Bear Insurance. If you own a firearm, you need to use code Lighthouse at protectwithbear.com just in case you ever need to use your firearm. The war in Ukraine started one year and two days ago. Let's reflect a little. The U.S. wasn't going to send tanks because that would cause World War III. Now we are sending tanks, but they're not going to get there for over a year. So the U.S. federal government intends to send money and other support for at least another year. Over 113 billion U.S. dollars have already been sent to the Ukraine. That's over $900 per taxpayer. How much of that money and how many lives have been lost because of our gradual support? We should have either been all in with everything that Ukraine needs from day one, or we should have stayed out entirely. Russia is famous for winning wars of attrition. Thousands or millions more will die. Western support needs to be aimed at winning or just give up. All or nothing. Either way, it will be cheaper financially and cost far fewer lives. Find more news and commentary at liberty-lighthouse.com. Until next time. See this Pashem Parabellum. Going out to run. Uh, you know what this is, don't you? 
It's good music, I'll tell you that. It's Boss Gags. He's in okay. your backyard. He lives over in yeah. Napa Valley. He lives in Napa. So. Okay. Sent that one out to you, JoJo. Let's go back to the phones and talk to Misty in Kansas. Misty, play Misty for me. Okay. So you wanted to, somebody was saying something about you think the it would be contaminated? Yeah, I, th- I think it would be, it would be some kind of violation. Think about it. The train comes by. I've seen kids throw, you name it, break windshields on the cars that come by. I've seen all kinds of, of vandalism. I would think that you could throw anything in one of those open bins. If it had grain in it, you could contaminate it. So it seems to me they have to be by law covered with something in some way. Okay, and that's where I'm itself. going because where yeah. I live, when mm-hmm. they do harvest, it goes to you know the area and everybody dumps, uh, dumps off their grain, right? It sits there. It truly sits there uncovered. If yeah. if you look at it with all the grain, you know, it almost looks like, I don't know uh, how you would say it, but different colors, like a, yeah. dang, there's something in my mind that I knew, like sand, you know, those sand things, and they would be looking like red and looking like, right, right. you know, you, right. you know what I'm saying. Okay, mm-hmm. that do. is exactly what they look like before they get apparently uh, moved to haul, be it truck. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, trucks do haul. I'm, sure. uh, I guess that was my question, and I've tried to search now whether or not they tie it down with a tarp. I'm still going back to 18... Uh, uh, Trailers uh, yeah. <clears throat> uh, knocked over, apparently, yeah. you know, fell over. And they're not saying anything about, okay, did they scoop that grain up or do, yeah, is right. that a loss on the grain? Well, let, let me, let me give you a little my experience. So I'm thinking food, another food attack. Go ahead. Yeah, it could be. Definitely could be. Let me give you my experience working in the railroad business here. I was... I was working after the military, waiting for my wife to finish up her school for respiratory therapy, and I worked at a place called Duke, Oklahoma, for Republic Gypsum. And at Republic Gypsum, it's a huge plant. I worked in the trucking department and worked the trucks and the trains, loading the trucks and the trains. And uh, believe it or not, we tarped. I tarped the trains of the wallboard to make sure it wouldn't get wet because I shipped it all over the country. And I also, you know, I would tarp a, a truck also to protect it in the weather. So if I'm tarping drywall uh, be, to protect it, I would assume that something edible eat, that you're going to eat has to be tarped to protect it from contamination. That's just my personal, uh, my personal advice on that because I worked in that for about nine months until my wife finished school. And then I moved back to Indiana, went to college. So if I'm tarping wallboard, Sheetrock, I'm gonna I'm gonna be tarping on the railroad. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be tarping my grain. So basically, so what you're saying here is then uh, the odds are it was all this grain was covered. Mm-hmm. Correct. Well, yeah, it could be, and, and the the rolling over maybe the tarp came off. Okay, and and that's what I'm saying. They're not saying it could be. It anything could be. about the grain. But you They're know, if, that, if, that, there was if, that, no if it turned over materials. and it was tarped, 
if it, it was tarped and turned over, there'll be you'll see remnants of really? that tarp. You should you should see it in right. pictures. Right. Well, there's they're not necessarily as far as I can find out right now. This happened Saturday. As far as I can find out, I'm not seeing any pictures, and they're definitely not saying anything about. Was the grain recovered? Is the grain cool? You know what I'm saying? So yeah, yeah, I do. I do. It was just—it's just another one of those things, you know, kind of like the cows just dropping dead. You know. Yeah, we haven't heard much about that lately. Uh, Ten thousand cows just dropping dead in Kansas. Exactly, exactly, yeah. and it's just radio silent. So anyway, that's all I had, guys. And all right, uh, Misty, thank yeah. you for the call. Good call. Okay. Good call. I appreciate the call. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. If you hear something else, you see pictures, let us know. I'd like to know too, but I, I would assume it's got to be or covered. Or the second coming. Yes. Over the second coming. If you have inside knowledge of the second coming, please let us know. <laughs> let me know. Please know. Uh, let's go back to the phones and let's talk to oh Sherry in Kansas. We were just talking about cows falling over. Sherry in Kansas. How are you doing? Hello. Hello. Hey, uh, How are your cows? How are your cows out there? Pardon? How are your cows doing? How are your cows doing? I don't have cows. Well, they're not falling over here. dead. They're not falling over dead, are they? No. Oh, that's good. Um, I have worked for the railroad here in Kansas. Uh, they mainly haul grain in what they call covered hoppers. Uh, we use mostly jump what they call jumbo covered hoppers. They weigh thirty. T- they've covered, you know, with metal. That's part of the car. Um, they uh, weigh 30 tons empty and 130 tons full. They're wow. about, I think they're about 50 feet long. And if those actually tipped over, I haven't seen any pictures. It's, uh, I know uh, they were saying it was around Riverdale, but they didn't say it blocked Highway 81, so it wasn't the highway crossing. I heard them name a couple of streets up. You know, roads I didn't recognize, but um, well, let me, I know sure, where let me ask you how much knowledge. How much knowledge do you have of railroad as far as the rails themselves, the the ability to hold how much weight, uh, the cargo that goes on these rails? There must be a weight restriction, or why why are these why are these cars just coming off the tracks? Well, um, when I worked for them. You know, we felt like they weren't maintaining enough, and that was maintaining them as well as they should have, and that was 40 years uh-huh. ago. But they've cut they've cut all jobs, and the, the ones that work on the tracks, they call that the section. Yeah. And um, I'm sure they've been cut, too, and that's, that's a tough job, you know, yeah. especially if you're having to work in the heat or the cold. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, so do you think it's possible here that we're talking about the, the breaking down of the railroad ties and then what happens is a, is a heavy-weighted train and cargo containers getting a little bit of swing back and forth, a little bit of a rocking motion, and then the momentum of that carries over and, and, and tosses the car to the side, which carries the other cars. Do you think that's what's happening here? Well, it's um, – you know, when I worked, I started in uh, – 1977 and worked through 82, but I was always laid off in the um, 
towards a winner because I didn't have enough seniority. Um, that's one reason I thought it wasn't for me. But um, they, what it sounds like they're just trying to cut the maintenance and, mm-hmm. um, you know, they shouldn't kind of, be running kind of these pocket, trains that long. But I was told yeah. that when they ran passenger trains on our uh, our rails, because I know my mom used to catch a train and go to Wichita, and we lived in a little town about, oh, 20 miles south. And um, they said that passenger trains, like Amtrak, used to go 90 miles an hour on those tracks. And then when I was working... Um, 70 was top speed on a main line, and uh, that's only if you didn't have what they call a dog train. That You know, it really depends what you're hauling, but you see these hauling the tractor trailers? Those are usually uh, hot shots. Well, let you me know, ask you and, something else, because I, I forgot maybe there's an answer to this. Somebody told me once before, but... Why did they drop off the caboose? You don't see cabooses anymore. Why is that? I don't know why, because we still had them when I was working. And uh, yeah. the, uh, you know, I think they're just trying to cut corners like every industry. What what is the what is the purpose of the caboose? Well, just um, to look just to look behind you and say, well, something else is coming up on us. Right. I mean, what's the purpose of the caboose? The, and the conductor used to ride back there, and you. Um, you know, uh, somebody that, uh, a guy was telling me an incident that happened in Oregon, um, back in 91, uh, in fact, it was Chance from, um, Simply Clean Foods, uh, was telling me he actually witnessed a, um, an engine with 200 cars. The um, engineer fell asleep. He was supposed to stop at this gate and wait for him. Well, they had the ability to open it, but you have to stop at the gate. And he fell asleep. And that conductor, that conductor is really the boss of the train. He's, uh, he could tell, you know, and if you have a a train that long, you slow the conductor can tell you you're not slowing down like you should well i think i think the train that train that that long and that big and that carrying that much weight you probably have what four engines three or four engines right well and you know he uh there's a brakeman up there too brakeman should have done something but that in the caboose you could actually pull the air on the train and start setting the brakes yeah right right so but um no, I'm not sure why they did that, but, uh, okay. you know, this deal with, in um, Ohio, the yeah. um, East Palestine, they uh, they shouldn't have let it. They, I can't imagine them letting it go that long. They yeah. said that thing was on fire, you know, for like, for like about 20 miles. Yeah, I don't right. know if it was one of those tanker cars, but, you know, any time you have something in a tanker car, I would think that that would expand. Yeah, well, I would think, think so, too. It's too hot. 
Yeah, yeah. I think there must be some kind of purge or vent on those because they, they're they black. The sun heats it up, expands. I would think well, so, yeah. Well, this time of year wouldn't, but I just can't imagine them letting it go that long. You know, it it is very suspicious. And did you yeah. hear the deal that Jim Stone said? No, I on, did not. Uh, Robert Ravelt had it on his show last night. And Jim Stone, and he said he said this shortly after it happened, that they had a some kind of um, Tiger car parked there for months uh, over some kind of drain pipe. It, it seemed like it was strategically placed. I, I just saw that in my email today. I just yeah. saw that. Yeah. Uh, to, now, that is suspicious, especially because of that movie, you know. But that they're they're augering up this grain, I'm sure, if if any of it actually spilled out, which they probably right. would have to. But mm-hmm. a lot of times when they derail, they don't fall over. You know, yeah. they just right. fall into the ties and stuff. But I I don't yeah. know. I'm I'm going to try to. I know the couple local papers. I'm going to see. Yeah. Um, well, keep us keep us posted. See, uh, I, I need to. I need to... Yeah, Take I need to move on here. I got about four Wellington's more calls. Just, uh, seven miles yeah, Sherry, north of Sherry, I've got four calls. I got to catch up. We're in trouble here. We got 20 minutes left of the show. Okay. But thank you for the information. If you hear anything good on the railroad and you found out some information, please call back in. I would appreciate it. Uh, okay. Back to the phones here. We got to make it kind of fast because I got four in the loop here. And uh, Fred in Michigan, you're up next. Hey, is Fred? this Steve? Yes, you're on. Yeah. Um, can I ask how old you are, my friend? 61. Okay. Uh, myself and my wife had to correct me. I thought I was going to be 74 this year, but she goes, no, Jim, you're going to be 75. So here I am. Okay. What has that to do with it? Uh, anyways, what I wanted to ask you a question about, okay, mm-hmm. I know Pat, from Texas calls you quite a bit. And who in Texas? Who in Texas? Who in Texas? Pat. Uh, Pat. Oh yeah, Pat Texas. Yeah. Pat in Fort Worth, Texas. Yes, she calls a lot. Great, and what a sweetheart! I, and I, she is. I she's a darling. We love. I don't want to say how old she is, but I think she's. Oh, I anyways, know. She, we all know. She tells. She tells us she's in her eighties, early eighties. Okay. What well, What I'm trying to say though is that. Uh, I hear her a lot of times on programs, and she's a little scattered or whatever, but, you know, she's got all this wisdom and stuff. And I think it's kind of belittling littering her to go, when is the world going to end? You know what I mean? Uh, that kind of stuff. I, I just don't think that's appropriate. Uh, I, I don't think she of, took it that way, and that's not the way I meant it. I, I, I love Pat. She's yeah, a good caller here, and, and I'm not trying to belittle her in any way. She she does talk a lot of biblical, a lot of uh, scripture, yeah. and yes, sometimes I'm a little lighthearted, but it, I'm not I'm not meant to be offensive. I'm not I'm meaning to offend her. Yeah, because when I hear you say that kind of stuff, I'm going okay. Well, it, it even kind of belittles the. No, don't premise. don't take it. I'm I'm telling you that's not the way I meant it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Listen, okay. I love your program, my friend. 
And I loved okay. it when you and John worked together too. Uh, so oh, I do too. I do too. I think about him all the time, thinking, "Geez, I'd love to be right. talking about this right now with him." And we, I wish we could argue about this just a little bit. <laughs> I know. Okay. Well, listen. Take care, my friend. Love all right. Bye. All right. No, I I mean it in no way am I belittling and uh, having fun. I'm, I, 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 you know what? In this stressful world we live in, Ron, I think sometimes we got to laugh. We got to laugh a little bit, and we got to lighten up a little bit. And in no way was I ever. Well, maybe she does. Maybe she does have insight. I don't know, but um, no, I, in no I, way I, I did not find anything you stated offensive. No, I, I I I like making people laugh, and I like making her laugh. And she's a good woman. Yeah. She's a good woman with a big heart, and I appreciate her calling into the network. And sometimes I scratch my head a little bit to say, I'm not sure where Pat's going with this, but that's Pat. <laughs> she's a she's a lovely lady, and we always encourage her to call in, and. Uh, so, no, I am not in any way – I'm having a little bit of fun, but not poking fun at her, ridiculing her. She's a good woman. Right. Let's go back to the phones. Let's talk to uh, Earl in Texas. Welcome, Earl. Uh, thank you for taking my call. Uh, in reference to the uh, train cars, all, all through great is on uh, upper cars, either bottom okay. slide or automatically uh, uh, unloaded. Right. Uh, the gal may be uh, seeing some gondola cars, which hauls aggregates and that that type of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the caboose, the reason why they don't use them, to my knowledge, is that uh, there's no more freight that's actually uh, going to fall off the uh, rail, off the right. uh, rail cars, flatbeds or uh, idler cars, etc. Well, so I, was, you- I was told there's no caboose anymore because there's no threat of Indians on horseback, sneaking yeah. up and trying to take over the train. That's that's what I heard. No, no, that's, that, that, that's, that's not it. And uh, as far I, as I'm having weight, fun with you, Earl. Earl, I'm I, having I fun. I understand that. Now, on, uh, before I get to the weights, now, you're looking at the tank cars. What you see is just the shell. Yeah. The actual tanks in the shell. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yes, they do have pop-off pressure release and that type of thing. And most mm-hmm. of them have uh, PCs, protective cover lids, on top to protect the valves and whatnot in case there is a rollover. Now, right. they do have um, stenciling on all rail cars. I don't care if it's tank car, hopper car, gondola, whatever the case may be. It'll give mm-hmm. you a lightweight of the car. Then it'll give you a gross weight. Okay. Then in between that, you you subtract your light from your gross, and that will give you your net that you could uh, haul. And okay. most of the uh, products coming out of the fields are tarped because you don't want to lose the grain as you're coming out of the fields sure, going sure, to uh, the silo. Understand. So let, let, you you know quite a bit about railroads. Let me throw some some questions at you real quick. Okay, we can educate everybody. Myself, what is the uh, what's the maximum length of a train? That you're allowed to actually hook up and connect, and uh, with that, how many engines do you actually need to pull that well, kind of uh, uh, that kind of load? Well, you're talking now on the length of the, of the cars uh, of the yeah. train itself. Uh, it's, yeah. it dep- uh, it, it's all going to be on your class one uh, carrier, such as BNN, mm-hmm. uh, Norfolk Southern, uh, yeah. CSX, etc. UP. Um, 
And let's see, about five years ago, things started to change, and they generally were a mile long. Yeah. Sometimes you have uh, three engine uh, engines in the front. You might have a pusher in the back. Right, now right. coming off the west coast, heading east, they are now approximately two miles long. Yeah. And with only three engines because the engines are bigger now. Uh, more so do you, do you think do you think that might attribute to some of the problems we're having with these no. uh, with these derailments? No, do you think if we if we le- lengthen not lengthen but lessen the length of the train itself, you think that might help or not? No, sir, I, I don't believe so. Uh, you don't there's think so? derailments all the time. There's derailments mm-hmm. in uh, going into a spur. There's derailments going coming out or going into lead yards. Uh, mm-hmm. It, it's, it, it's and the uh, whatever carrier it is, BNN, UP, whatever it may be, they always have yeah. their track inspectors inspecting the gauges of the track. Yeah, and I mean they're on top of it continuously. So I, things happen, and I, I can't uh-huh. tell you what happened up there in Ohio, yeah, or any other place, but things do uh, things do occur. You know, I've, I, I just let me throw this at you because the weight of the cars themselves and the engine and the pressure exerted downward, you know, the gravita- gravitational push down of these heavy things on these rails that are, are, are that are perfect, you know, with the with the wheels themselves on the rail. I, I just I, other than a faulty, a faulty. Uh, uh, timber, what do you call them? The uh, the tie, railroad tie itself, mm-hmm. and, it, and allowing a sway back and forth of the car itself is the only reason I can understand why there might be a derailment because you have a buckling on one side of the tie, which gives a swing, a sway, which then gravity would push it over to that side of the swing. Other than that, I I can't understand how a, if it's driving just perfect down the rails of how the thing would come off the track due to the force of the weight pushing downward. Mm. Yeah, it, it's interesting. I mean, there's all kinds of different scenarios with uh, how how they come out, uh, derail. Sometimes mm-hmm. if you're going around the curve, going too fast, they'll, they'll jump the track. But um, and, uh, a lot of times they remain upright. Now, you got to take weather in consideration, floods. Mm-hmm. Plus, we'll loosen up the tracks. Yeah, yeah. And that that plays a, a role in it. But basically, yeah. that's all I had to say uh, on that. All right. I appreciate uh, it. That's uh, some good good information. I love those videos on uh, YouTube where it shows the the train with the snow plow going through the mountains and pushing yeah. away the snow. I, I just think well, that's yeah. amazing to watch. That. Well, I love that. Up, up there in your neck of the woods before, up there in uh, Donner Pass, they would uh, – Yeah. I think it was oh, up yeah. in Donner uh, they will go into the tunnels with shotguns mm-hmm. and blast off the ice. So that's Amazing. hanging down and then clear yeah. it out with the, uh, a, a plow. But anyway, yeah. Amazing. Uh, thank you for taking my call. All right, Earl. I, I appreciate that information. That's, uh, that's interesting information there. Solves, uh, answers a lot of my questions. Appreciate that. Let's go back to the, the phones and talk to James in Vancouver. Welcome, James. Uh, yeah, good afternoon. I grew up in real country, and uh, 
one of the most important things is maintaining the bed itself. That's what the rails are sitting on. Right. Okay. And uh, that means uh, you have machines uh, come in uh, periodically to measure to see if the bed's moved. And the rails need replacing every 20 to 30 years. Okay. Max. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, you want to cover the wheat with steel. Uh, you can't let wheat stay out in the open like that if that's what it was. It, you're just mm-hmm. going to ruin the ruin the wheat. It's got to be covered with steel, like a, a, mm-hmm. a closed mm-hmm. container. So uh, right. this is all sounding to me like, Ayn Rand's Atlas Shrugged, where they let everything go to hell in the United States, which is what she yeah. she wrote in 1958. So it's, right. Uh, right. you know, it's, <laughs> you know, how do you spell sabotage? Yeah, well, that's uh, the way it looked like to me too. I, I am, and then the, the government's, you know, no response, and, and it took a month to get out there to look at the look it over. Well, that's not that's not an administration who's who's concerned about what happened here and finding solutions to problems. Uh, uh, that's uh, that's that's bothersome. Think about it. Pete Buttigieg showing up yeah. a month late to see what yeah. happened here. Yeah, well, he Very reminds suspicious. me of that character in Ayn Rand's book. This idiot that's supposed to uh, be a half of the railway, right? Like uh, he's got all kinds of excuses, and of course, the woman in the in the uh, the novel, she's the one that wears the pants. But um, all of that railway technology and science has been known for more than 100 years. So this sure, is, uh, sure. you know. Sure. Anyway, I'll let you go, man. Thanks all right. For taking my call. Appreciate yep. the call. Appreciate the call there, James. Let's go back to the phones and talk to Wayne in Texas. Welcome, Wayne. Yeah, guys. Thanks for taking the call. Uh, hey, uh, Ron, I had a couple questions. And uh, first up, I was really intrigued by something you said last week, which was, you won a court case by using a one gold coin. I was wondering if you yeah. could kind of summarize what, what happened there and how you played well, your hand on that. I didn't say I, I won the case. What I I got the first gold coin into uh, the court. Normally, you can't get a gold coin into any court, any any lawsuit. And what I did is I, I did uh, the way I got it in is I used the caption, and the caption is where it says like the. The, the federal the USA versus Johnny Doe or whatever. And then you push your, you tape your coin onto that caption and you say, enter into the records of the court case. And that's how I got it in. And now, now the law of the coin goes into the case. This, this particular case is still ongoing. Oh, okay. Okay. So, um, you 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 feel like this gold coin turned the tables more towards your favor then? Yeah, because it it allows you to argue uh, payment. This this oh, okay. is basically a, an IRS case and allows you to argue the form of payment. And uh, you know, with a gold coin, the banks if you were to put deposit a gold coin into the bank, they'll only give you face value. If you want to pay off a debt to the IRS or to your franchise tax board, they'll only give you the face value. So in a sense, if you earn gold coins for a living, then why isn't it on the other shoe that you only earned the face value of it, like a $10 gold coin? Exactly. (laughs) 
<laughs> so they use they use it to their advantage on one side, but then uh, when it comes time to uh, assess a tax, yeah. and they use the um, what market value? Yeah. Right, right. They right. yeah, they want to use the commercial value of it. And the and the thing with the gold coin is the law of the coin is still attached to that coin. Law of the coin, interesting. Okay, all right. Yeah. Um, all right, real good. And then one other question I had, Ron. Um, when it comes to some of these public officials that are uh, you know totally worthless and they're violating their oath of office and endangering the public in a variety of ways, I know they claim the sovereign immunity, but have you ever seen a, an air, a situation where uh, some of these guys were taken down by uh, by their actions or, or or the things I mentioned, the uh, violating their oath and stuff like that? Yeah, they're, they're only allowed sovereign immunity under the 11th Amendment of the federal constitution, uh, purely when they follow the duties of their office. When they're within the authority of their office, the delegation of authority to their office, uh, you cannot sue them. If they move outside their office, mm -hmm. they're no longer an officer acting at that point and become suable. Right. Interesting. Okay, and then if... Uh where, so each office has its uh, like somewhere you can find their delegated authority. Yeah, well, they should have it. And if yeah, I the, would think so. A lot of people, a lot of officers are not using uh, delegation of authority. So you'd put a, for example, you'd put a questionnaire uh, together requesting that as a, for instance, of um, their ability to move for you or against you. Put it that way. Where's your delegation of authority? Where's your bond? Where's you know, and you go down a list of things to request. Exactly. Okay. All right. I, I know they have delegated, and also, uh, is there a constitutional authority too behind some of their, um, you know, their uh, their office? Yeah. Normally, uh, an office has to be created in in the federal government has to be created by the the Congress, and in the state government, uh, the legislature creates the office. However, and I'll give you an example in. in Every state, you have a code enforcement officer, and you have the planning department, permits department. And if you request it, if you can get the documentation, the planning department or the permits department created the office of code enforcement officer. Well, they can't take power delegated to the building department and then redelegate it to a new office. That's against the violation of uh, constitutional principles. Therefore, the code enforcement office does not exist. You see the point? Sure, sure. You definitely see that. Yeah. So, so you can challenge their authority by by uh, virtue of going after, uh, you know, again that delegated um, that delegated scenario you're talking about. Right. You'd have to see who created the the office of code enforcement officer, and if it wasn't the county creating it, it would. If it was the the building department that created it, what they did was take delegated authority that was only specifically addressed to that building department, and they transferred it to a new office. They they don't have that power to do that. Got it. Okay. All right. Very good. Very good. Excellent, Ron. I appreciate that information. That'll be very useful. So, <clears throat> thank you very much. Sure. All right, Wayne. Thank you for the call. Appreciate that. Glad you were here to answer that one. <laughs> <laughs> So essentially, stepping over the line outside your expertise uh, is is what gets you in trouble, basically. Right, yeah. right. You and know, that I, actually that actually applies to a lot of things. A lot of people, you know, people overstep their their duties, their 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 boundaries of their profession, and we see this all the time. But I, I would assume it's the same as a politician. Uh, yeah, you've gone beyond your reach here, and uh, 
uh, it'd be nice to call people on the carpet for that, but it seems like that's always been a hesitant thing to do to call a politician out over going beyond his expertise and, uh, you know, over an overreach of power. Absolutely. Like yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. That's the Achilles heel, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it, it really is. It really is. I'm going to try to leave this one with a, with a little bit of humor here. I like to end the show with a little bit of humor tonight. I don't know if you watched Saturday Night Live last week, but Woody Harrelson, actor Woody Harrelson, made some big headlines on Saturday Night Live last week. I saw week. that, yeah. And it was, it was pretty funny. I want to close the, sh- the, the, the show out a little <laughs> bit with some humor here. Uh, reading his script, his monologue, talking about how oh, he's, he's – love of weed he likes to smoke a little weed he's into cbd oil also he's got his own little company for that but he's handed a script and i'm going to read it here because it's pretty funny i thought it was great stuff and uh, of course he's being attacked by the mainstream media here and now he's a you know conspiracy theorist he's an anti-vaxxer anything negative is being thrown at woody harrelson now and i think i got to give him a a big attaboy thumbs up uh, congratulations you really stuck it to the man there But uh, he's reading the script here. The biggest drug cartels in the world get together and buy up all the media and all the politicians and force all the people in the world to stay locked in their homes. And people can only come out if they take the cartel's drug and keep taking them over and over. He said, I threw the script away. I mean, who's going to believe this crazy idea? And uh, you got to admit, I love it. He stuck it to the man. And uh, congratulations, yeah. because he, he hit the nail right on the head. And the very idea that they're coming after him is because, why? Because he spoke the truth. Right. What he didn't mention, which he did with Bill Maher, was pointing out that the COVID shot, of course, that uh, the early suppression of early treatments, he, did, he mentioned that with Bill Maher, and uh, how the importance of vitamin D sunshine, ivermectin, uh, other no, other known as horse paste, as he did with Bill Maher, uh, hydroxychloroquine. Why would they keep these things from you? Why would they keep it from you? Well, because there's only one voice, and with one voice, the solution is one shot or a series of shots and boosters. So, um, you know, he didn't point out the failures of the shots themselves, which I wish he'd gone a little further with it, but yeah. I'm sure they would have just, you know, cut his mic he didn't get to the pericarditis. He didn't get to the myocarditis, the increase in strokes. He didn't get to talk about the increase of heart attacks. And, of course, this new diagnosis that just popped up in the last six months called SADS, Sudden Adult Death Syndrome. We didn't get a chance to talk about that. Rob McDonald, thanks you for joining me again tonight on the National Club. See you again next Monday night. Callers, thank you. Pat, for I love you. No, no hard feelings. I love you. Thank you for listening. Health, happiness, and safe travels. We will talk again. We must take the Extendivite is more than just a heart tonic. Most basic diseases are caused by yeast in the gut and metals in the liver, and we all have a bit of both. The garlic in Extendivite has a yeast-killing effect in the gut while also helping the sulfur enzyme in the liver get rid of the metals. Extendivite just may improve your overall health. Products like Extendivite are the only way we are going to get our society healthy. And if you're waiting for the government and pharmaceutical care to solve your health problems, you're going to have a long, disappointing wait, I think. 
Extendivite is a complete formula for extended life in the new millennium. 80 can be the new 60. Extendivite is available in capsule or liquid form for just $69.95 for a two-month supply. To get started, call 1-877-928-8822. That's 1-877-928-8822 or visit partdrop.com. Extend your life with Extendivite. You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network because you can handle the truth. Truth, truth.